Hello everybody, welcome to We View Yasha and Other Tales. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. I almost forgot that part. <laughs> We're here to talk about episode 56, Temptress in the Mist. I rather enjoyed this episode. Lindsay, what did you think? Yeah, it was a good episode. I don't know why the, uh, the Moroku episodes kind of fill me with joy. They also show you like another side to him. Again. Yeah, that he's a very capable monk that's eclipsed most of the time by his desire to have a lot of money and have a lot of women around him. Him and his entire crew, uh, they're like underestimating Moroku. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this one really showed that he's... Because, yeah, Songo so thought she knew. Like, oh, man, he's going off because he wants to hit on this princess. And he's going to fall under her spell, and I'm going to have to save him. Yeah, although if he's not under the spell when they're, you know, leaning really close to kiss, he's playing pretty fast and loose with demon well, I people. think it's still a chance to make out with a oh, pretty right. lady. <laughs> I'm here, my So perhaps did Son- uh, Sango did kind of save his life at that moment by bursting in and... It's like, no, 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 let's start the fight. What are you doing? <laughs> ah, she ruined his plan. <laughs> he counted on her support. <laughs> he gave her that breast- bracelet to keep her invisible and out of the way. <laughs> uh, Moroku. Uh, this episode did reverse my theory a long time ago about him playing the long game with her where he's like playing it cool but I think he he does see her as more of a, a pretty lady that he works with instead of somebody he's romantically inclined towards Sango Sango on the other hand Ooh. really yeah I mean they were hinting at it they've been hinting at it for a little while but this they just came all out in this one when she bursts through that door and three or four different uh, oh. veins appear <laughs> on her head that's good stuff. I like the direction this episode went. I really thought Sango was going to get her heart broken at any point, and it was going to turn into like a she's running away crying kind of thing, and then she's in trouble, and it's like, I gotta save her. I gotta save her. And it wasn't that. Yeah, it was really a Moroku Sango episode. Mm-hmm. Yasha and Kagome just like hung out at a hut and talked. <laughs> it's nice that they're on the other side of the fence for once, though, that... They're the ones doing the gossiping. Like, ooh. <laughs> and the way uh, Kagome was cheering them on, it's kind of fun. And sad because she's missing a little bit of that in her own life. Both Sanko and Kagome have... Uh, they pick guys with good hearts, but other flaws. <laughs> and how. <laughs> I don't know who has it worse. Well, probably Kagome has it worse because there's a really powerful woman on the other side of her. That... Yeah, Inuyasha's got history. Moroku's just like a compulsive ledge. <laughs> it really is. It's bor- uh, borderline whatever the male version of nymphomania is where it's like compulsively without joy. <laughs> just kind of, although no, he seems to have fun. Yeah, he just can't help himself, I don't think. Now, we, because we know that there's going to be a demon in this episode when he's uh, massaging that lady's shoulders at the very beginning, 
And then she walks away and gives With him, like... With an evil a, smile. She's like, hey, hey, hey. I thought she was going to be the demon and, like, maybe cursed him in addition to stealing all of his money, but turns out she just took all his just stuff. Just pickpocket. <laughs> and I really... I had... This episode was actually really foggy for me. But I thought they'd run into her again. Or uh, they'd chase her down. Yeah, I was thinking they might later, because it seems like the sort of setup where they run into her in a bar and be like, you! You! <laughs> Maybe in a future episode, and she'll be a foil for Sango and Moroku. She seems to be basically the opposite. <laughs> But maybe I'm thinking in Firefly terms. Who was that girl's name? The one that they tricked him into marrying. And then... Oh. Their onboard prostitute was all jealous. Oh, yeah. And then she came back for another episode. Yeah. She was also kind of... I did kind of like her, yeah. She, yeah, she, she was like Mal. trouble. <laughs> she was Redhead. Like, after that recap, which they say their goal now is just to find Naraku's castle. I guess that's why they keep coming across the castle. Also, that recap makes me think we should have waited one more episode before watching the movie. Mm. It seems like a good season opener. As well, we get new bumpers. The, yes! the ad bumpers. And I like these. They're him swinging his sword. Instead of just grabbing the little jewel. Yeah, because that happened ages ago. <laughs> so, so long ago. And with no money, they're forced to keep walking past. And it's just a little, like, uh, waypoint hut. It's not like a town where he can say, like, there's great evil here. It seemed like he was going to give it a try, though. Yeah, and they're just like, no, no, no. Come on. Let's keep going. Inuyasha. It's awfully pushy. Yeah. Like, no, like, we're leaving. And everyone kind of, like, looks longingly. At the food that's cooking. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, I mean, they're in the woods, and I really did think this would have been the perfect opportunity to bring back that girl. Like, Moroku kind of stayed behind to go get his money back. But, yeah, that's uh, kind of what I thought. He found another forest woman to lay some moves on. Uh, both the women he has hit on. The first one seemed a bit old. <laughs> and then this one was just kind of like... Really, Moroku? <laughs> like below what he normally goes <laughs> yeah. for? Yeah. I mean, he usually goes for, like, the super hot girls. And I think he girl, just... I mean, he seems super disappointed that she had a husband, and I was just like, really, Moroku? Because she seemed like a classic beauty. <laughs> I think maybe he doesn't have high standards normally, except for no fatties. <laughs> Those are the few times he's like, ooh... Oh, no, wait, he doesn't really like evil demonesses. Although this one he seemed down with seducing a little bit. Even after she turned into a giant coyote monster. <laughs> he knew there was a beautiful princess inside. Yeah. What if that coyote monster just wanted to kiss or something? Instead of, <laughs> lend me your power. Well, probably not, since she's, like, eating the souls and youth of all those other guys. I'm sure she could get kisses from them, too. No. She doesn't want them anymore when they're old. <laughs> just sit there and eat grass. I know. Like, that seems so random. They're just like in a garden with like cucumbers. I guess she's keeping them alive. 
to kind of sustain so herself until she finds a new one. Hang out in the garden and eat squash. <laughs> Daikon radishes. Yeah, so this girl in the woods that he finds leads them to the village where all the men are gone. They've disappeared. And uh, they hear legend of some kind of uh, expedition with a bunch of soldiers that was led by a woman or she was with them. And yeah, there was a princess with them and all the soldiers died protecting the princess. Yeah, and she died of loneliness or so they assume that she died. And Moroku's like, hmm. <laughs> I'll take care of this, guys. Yeah. Set this one out. He seems pretty focused after he realizes that all of the women in the village have husbands. So he's like, oh, all right. Well, nothing for me here. Might as well solve this. And once he hears that there may be a, uh, was that a demoness in the woods or wherever? <laughs> it's like, I'm going by myself, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Which, of course, Sango's like, and this is where Sango wrongly thinks that Maroku's going to fall into the trap because he's going to be put under the spell of a demon with a pretty face and he's a notorious I guess, lech. Womanizer. <laughs> Womanizer. What have you. Yeah. His weakness is women, so surely it's going to be his downfall. So she's like, I'm just going to make sure. But Kagome's like, hmm... I know better, Sango. Yeah. Although, it was like, really, Kagami? You didn't notice? <laughs> when she was, like, on fire when Maroko was talking to that, like, 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Kagome may have been mad for other reasons. No, no. She admired that little girl. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the team's just, all right, goodbye. Yeah, they're just, like... I mean, that's uncharacteristic of Kagome. Because it's usually like, I'm going to help no matter what. I'm, even if you tell me to stay here, I'm going to Maybe go because there's no shard involved, they're like, you guys probably can handle this. We've killed demons before easily. Do you remember in the recap where she was talking about all of the characters and when she gets to Shippo? It's like, well, he tries so hard with his magic. <laughs> and it was the shot of the top sitting on uh, uh, Eaton? Yeah. Monten? Monten's head. Monten. Taking off his last hair. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Monten. <laughs> and so Sango actually manages to catch up to him pretty quick, which is another surprise. And then he gives her those beads. Like, oh, he's giving her some jewelry keep her invisible inside of the barrier that they find. Yeah, he tells her it should help her pass through the barrier. Mm -hmm. Which I think that was exceptionally hard for her to get through because mm -hmm. she's a woman. She fell behind and yeah, I thought all of the magical properties within the barrier were because that Sango was a woman and uh, this whole barrier is meant to enchant men so that mm -hmm. she was able to be undetected. But as it turns out, you pointed out the beads actually also keep her invisible at this whole thing. Yeah, but she falls behind, and Roku, who can run as fast as Inuyasha, <laughs> doesn't hear her or ignores her. 
I'm really, you've really convinced me that Moroku's like, hmm, I really gotta keep Sango away from my plan of seducing this woman. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's the, re maybe it wasn't the barrier at all. Maybe those beads made her wind up in the garden with the old guys. <laughs> they weighed her down. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she comes across the old guys and finds out that they don't know that they're old, that their youth has been stripped away. That's where she leaves Kivala to yeah, watch she's like, them. Watch over these guys. I've gotta find Miroku because he's definitely in trouble. Because they tell her like, "No, oh, this beautiful lady took us here." She and showed she... us a great time. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> and then now we're here. But they seem fine. Yeah, they're they like, couldn't hear. <laughs> so they're just suffering from general old age. Moroku finds the princess. She leads him into their uh, his sorry. She leads him to her mansion, where she tells her sad story of being lonely and just really wanting to spend the night with him. Uh, I don't know how reluctant he looked, but he was. If that's what you wish, madam. Yeah, no, that was that seemed typical, charming Moroku. And meanwhile, this. Go, go ahead. I feel like he knew what was going on. Yeah. He wasn't... like she, That woman would look at him and have bewitching eyes, but he didn't really seem caught in that spell. He was just kind of taking the whole thing seriously. He has a tender heart. Oh, maybe you're right. <laughs> Sango, just let him in. Well... <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, if she rewards him too fast, I mean, he's like in Valerian. Remember when she was like, I don't want to be part of your playlist? That wonderful line of dialogue that they re, re, re say at the end of the movie? Doesn't want to be part of Moroku's playlist. God, that movie sucked. So, <laughs> all of this is uh, intercut with Inuyasha, Kagome, and Shippo talking some gossip where I don't, uh, Inuyasha's like Sango doesn't like him yeah. it's crazy yeah if Sango liked him she wouldn't slap him every time Moroku grabbed her in the subtitled version they call it mood and in the dub version they call it atmosphere I do like mood mm. better because she starts chanting it later when they're on the hill it's like <laughs> mood 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 Inuyasha's <laughs> like I still don't know what that means <laughs> yeah yeah, why would she hit Moroku if she wanted him? And she's like, no, it's all about... Uh, she says, a lady values mood more than anything. And he, I don't get it. <laughs> I think she could have said romance, too. Yeah, but she has trouble explaining to him what's going on. And she's just young, too. And then Shippo seems on the fence, like, maybe there's something going on. I don't know. <laughs> and then later he's just bored with the whole thing. Are we still talking about this? Yeah. I miss my girlfriend. <laughs> this is too soon for me, guys. <laughs> so Sango, thinking that Moroku's in trouble, rushes into the mansion and finds them almost kissing and throws her boomerang. <laughs> Oh, the, uh, the demon hears a woman's voice and is like, Ah! is like, keep silent. And he's doing this to protect her. Yeah. He, as she even says later, you really didn't need my help. 
So do you think he's lying when he's like, I value your your concern for me or something? Sango could bring out that second setting for him one day. It's gotta level up. Episode 152. <laughs> oh, what? I have to start guessing what has to happen to Moroku. Maybe it has to be a phantom thread sort of thing where she poisons him and then makes. Sango's gonna poison Moroku. Sango has to. With the poison powder under her shoulder pad? <laughs> yeah, her miasma powder. She'll put it in his robes and then, oh, I don't feel so good. I'll take care of you. That's what. The relationship is in the dumb phantom threat movie that he's such a focused dressmaker that he doesn't have time for her so then she grabs some poison mushrooms from the woods and mixes it into his soup and then he gets really sick so then she starts taking care of him and then that's when he falls in love with her so sango's got to do that to moroku is what i'm saying <laughs> no it'll probably be more like a like a mystery of the new moon and the black-haired Inuyasha type situation where they think they're about to die and maybe that brings out the feelings Moroku has. You don't want to hmm. tell me. <laughs> I may not remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how is the season for you so far not remembering? Um, they're, they're feeling like rather new. Oh. Like, I know, like watching it, I'm like, I know I've seen this. And it seems familiar, but it's not like not nearly like the last two seasons. I know we have we have an OVA to watch before we go into the final act. I think I don't know if you've watched that. It's like a Black Tetsaga or something like that type episode. It's like a short. I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay, well, I don't know if I know that. And there is the awful movie that doesn't exist, and then I thought it was the yeah. final act. I thought there was a. There's something that bridges the gap between that movie and the new final act. Huh. I don't think I knew that. So slightly off topic. Oh. Um, did you know there's like a ton of Inuyasha drinking games? Oh my god, no. I failed in my job. <laughs> we can start now. <laughs> and it's just stuff like you're watching Inuyasha and every time like Inuyasha or Kagome say each other's names, you take a drink. Oof. Every time Moroku like pats someone's butt, take a drink. Um, sort of stuff like that. Okay. Well, that saying each other's name one—that's like. It'll probably get you wasted every episode. <laughs> that's like a bad decision night uh, <laughs> episode. All right, I'll look that up. That'll yeah, be... there's a whole bunch of different ones, but yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like if you're going for a marathon, you could probably do some liver damage. <laughs> Play one of those games. Great. I'll do that. Do they have any Asha themed drinks? No, I don't know. I'll have to look. That'd be cool. Iron Reaver Soul Drinker or something. <laughs> the themed drink they have at the theater, at the AMC theater, is the Mad Titan, and it's all purple. Oh. Moroku. Oh, right. We're in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of a fight. Moroku. Well, we just passed the... Uh, the commercial break so that's fine we had our own little commercial break after he's begging sango to be quiet he pulls out his charms which may be my new favorite moroku move because he looks super badass yeah he used those last episode too i'm starting to think this is like a weird theory 
that Moroku is Kagome's great great ancestor because of the way he pulls those charms out reminded me of grandpa just a little bit and if I, <laughs> I'll get back to you I can't make it like a <laughs> like what was the theory you were just telling me about the, the uh, Rapunzel being uh, related no Rapunzel's stepmom being related yeah Mother to... Gothel being Meg from Hercules yep it's a good theory and like with all good theories they sound ridiculous at first and then you start pointing everything out and then it's like oh my god Death Stranding is Metal Gear Solid Zero. <laughs> I watched a crazy-ass video about that that eventually convinced me. Moroku tosses the charms, and he seems sad about doing it, but that's what releases the princess inside of the coyote demon. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to hurt her, and he does say, you know, it's going to hurt for a second. Be, be brave, princess. Yep. And if Inuyasha were there, that princess would be dead by now from Iron Reaver Soul Steel. <laughs> yeah, he would have just shredded her. Yep. And also, oh yeah, I wrote on here the no faith in Moroku. So Sango has no faith in Moroku. She does not think he is capable of taking care of this on his own. But I was never... There are episodes like this where in a group of characters, a lot of them don't have faith in... I think there's even a Toy Story short about that where nobody likes Rex because he doesn't... <laughs> play games right and his tail usually ruins everything but then he gets taken to bath time where everyone in the bath thinks he's a party animal and he's his clumsiness results in a pretty kick-ass party for everybody so then he has a new group of friends so but the episode makes you feel bad for rex like oh why doesn't anybody like you and it's mainly potato head who's being a dick yeah he's a bit of a bully but I didn't feel bad for Moroku in this one because it didn't seem like he was really taking it to heart. There are a couple times where he's like, geez, guys, is that all I am to you? But Yeah, it didn't really. It's he not was like, focused. It's not like they're wrong about him being a womanizer. They're just, they forget frequently that he's also a pretty good monk. Sango had to eat a little bit of crow. Yeah, where she was like, oh, I guess he's pretty cool. That's why I'm secretly in love with him, she thinks to herself. <laughs> uh, Sango's in the fight now, because uh, the coyote attacking oh, yeah. reveals her presence, or it roars or something. Yeah, so and her... He's a pretty cool guy. Who, the coyote? Moroku. Oh. <laughs> Probably because he, you know, threw those little paper charms on the coyote and got the princess out. And... He may have a better moral compass than Inuyasha, that's for sure. <laughs> And the, this is the episode where the Haraikotsu cracks. Yes! And they can't call Totosai, so I'm sure the next episode's going to have to be where she repairs it. Maybe. Looking at the trailer, though, I was like, ew, I know this one. Oh, I, I don't know if you looked at the trailer, I did but not. I do not like the bad guy. Oh. I hope it's not it's another creepy. Mothman. I'm getting tired of those. But then I can't remember if it, because I swear she has to go home to her village and repair it with demon parts at her village. Hmm. But that could be the next episode. Could be, and it could be, it's cracked for a while before she decides to finally go back to the yeah, village. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember if she just decides to take care of it right away or if she just kind of waits till it gets worse. She's like, my <laughs> weapons are rusting in my 
I need to use these things. Although, considering what the Heraikos has been up against, it's a coyote that <laughs> cracks it like that pretty easily. Yeah, no jewel shard. Yeah. Somebody on Reddit said that that thing's only good for recon. Like, you throw it in to a place to see if there's, like, a trap or a demon in there. <laughs> and then if it doesn't come back, you go, all right, Inuyasha, go in first. <laughs> The tank of this group. It's uh, good for range. Range DPS. Damage per second. Oh. I mean, it's. <laughs> I want to hear more. It cuts some people in half, you know. It cuts this coyote in half. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's good for more than just recon. So Sango helps out. It's not like she ruins everything. She also. Um, she's a good support character in this. The princess is saved, the mist disappears, and Kikyo gets a new tragic princess soul. Because <laughs> even though it floats... That would have been great. <laughs> that, oh, I would, that little soul coach just goes, pew! Yeah. <laughs> and goes, oh, damn it! <laughs> oh, I guess Kikyo... Well, she seemed to die with some peace in her heart, so maybe that's enough to prevent her from yeah. being picked up by a soul carrier. Maroko seemed a little surprised because he's like, I'm going to take you back to the village and then she just kind of disappears. Yeah. And it seems like he was expecting her to be returned to her human form. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing because I did think that this woman can't be married too. I mean, how's this, <laughs> is this going to hurt Sango when he goes and just nails her in the village? <laughs> but then she died, so it's like, oh, that solves that. But then Sango was still like... Sad from the conversation because he does have a very like loving embrace. I also think she feels bad. She feels a little worthless that once she didn't trust him and figured she was gonna have to save his ass and didn't work out that way. He, he had a plan and he was sticking with it. And yeah. yeah, she came in and helped, but I don't think she felt like she contributed very much. Yeah, I think yeah. she felt bad for doubting him. And it's not, and why I'm on Sango's side for following him too, is it's not a good habit to get into of, I need to do this alone. They always tell Sango she's stupid for doing that, so it's important to, like, use your friends if they're going to be useful. And he did. Yep, he did. But her bracelet's no more. Oh, he gave that to her as a symbol of their friendship <laughs> maybe shippo can gather up the little powdered fragments like he did with the stone flower <laughs> and they can all throw it behind him. everything i give people you just toss over your shoulder <laughs> oh all the young men are young or yeah they're young again and their wives aren't angry for all of them being seduced by a demon even though they were like man that was the they're, best they're very life. proud of what they went through yeah. I thought they were going to hit them all with frying pans or something. Oh, yeah. that's sexist. Daikon uh, radishes? Is that better? <laughs> it's a giant radish. But is that a typical woman implement because it's food? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a flower pot. <laughs> They're about to get on the road again where the Kagome says, uh, Sangha's feeling a little down. She's over there by the river. Yeah. Like, what happened? And he goes, and then <laughs> she uh, reveals everything. It's like, it just seems like, you know, you didn't even really need me. 
And it's like, no, I, I, I did need you. I value your input and your friendship. And of all the women that uh, I value, I value you the most. And <laughs> Inuyasha Kagome are on the... Oh, that on, was really cute. On the ridge watching. And this is where Kagome shouts, mood, mood, mood. And way to go, Maroku. Taking her hand. Yep, grabs her hand. And My little heart was fluttering. I'm like, Maroku. Yeah. yeah. And then she turns away blushing. Like, oh, God, what's happening? And Kagome says, go for it, Sango. Do it. But Maroku <laughs> went for it instead. Yep. Perhaps never related to him more than that moment. Where I was like, hmm. <laughs> yep, he just takes a look at that butt. And the other times <laughs> they've been just like, but he really gets in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> he makes sure to be very thorough. And she and gets that Saga hand. I was very disappointed. <laughs> It's like her hopes are up, and then also it's like, oh, no, he's still the same. And perhaps the most truest thing ever is like, why couldn't he grab my shoulders or something? Ladies like their shoulders grabbed. It took me a long time to learn. <laughs> well, all's well that ends well. <laughs> <laughs> Mark has got a giant handprint on her face. Mm-hmm. And Sango is walking ahead of him with her little cracked Rikos. Yeah, I guess that ended up being... I was wondering if that was like a metaphor, but I think it's just indicating that she's back to business. Like, I gotta get this weapon fixed. Gotta get it fixed. Todasai! <laughs> cow? <laughs> the cow of a name? I forgot. I don't think so. He, Hiboshi? <laughs> it's just a name I picked. Hiboshi the cow. I think that's a woman's name. Well, a cow is a woman. <laughs> What am I thinking? Is <laughs> that a one-eyed cow or the three-eyed cow? I think it's three, three-eyed. Three-eyes, okay. And uh, Kagome tells Moroku that he really needs to understand the emotions of women more than he understands uh, women in general. <laughs> and then, apparently, you the next episode is not very good, just because of the villain. I don't remember liking it. And it's a two-parter. Yeah, we'll watch the two of them, I think. I just when I when I looked at it I went, Oh, that's this one. This guy. But I think I've only seen it once, so maybe I'll watch it and go like, Why did I hate this? The uh, I think season three is off to a strong start so far. No jewels, no Morocco or Morocco. No Naraku. They're easing us in to that whole thing. But I wonder what Naraku's been doing this whole time. He's probably created Not like nothing. Oh boy. <laughs> Kana comes out in a giant robot suit. <laughs> Hi. And it's made of a giant mirror. <laughs> Unexpected, for sure. <laughs> so this ninja Batman, I mean, Dustin talked about it on Super S, uh, really did look cool, because I looked up the trailer. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this looks really neat. And apparently it's dumb. So, sad. Yeah, it sounded, like, cool the way he was saying like the characters and stuff but but he actually I mean if he's shaving his head to look like a monk but he's leaving a bat symbol in his head out of his hair and then all of a sudden they're like eh let's just draw him with hair again (laughs) yeah I don't know I don't know uh, what that decision is but yeah 
Anyway, that's uh, Temptress in the Mist. I think we've <laughs> talked about Batman long enough. Uh, thank you for listening, listeners. We'll return with uh, Showdown in Burst City, whatever it's called, in the next one. Part one. It's like a Robert Rodriguez movie. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. See me be lost, you know.